Welcome back, guys, to The Hungry Diner Show. For those that are here for the first time, it's really nice to have you. And for those that have come back, we are here at episode three of The Hungry Diner Show. Today's episode is inspired by Kaiko Fidgets. The Kaiko Fidget story is such a special one, and I wanted to give it some attention today. This is a boy who is 11 years old named Kai who started making sensory fidgets to help with anxiety and concentration. His initiative has now assisted thousands of others who regularly use them as a sensory tool. Sensory solutions for work, home and school should be available to us. Where do we get them from? Kaiko Fidgets. That is Kaiko, K-A-I-K-O, fidgets.com.au. They help with anxiety relief, reducing stress, autism, ADHD, ADD, dyslexia, learning, nail biting, leg shaking, assistance with quitting smoking, improved hand function. I've actually got them here with me and I use them during my podcast. I want to thank you so much, Kai, and to Joe and Mike for sending me these products. You keep at it, Kai. Now, episode three, just to give you an understanding of who we got today, we have Laura Carson, who is the growth and marketing manager at the Prince of York Hotel. I had an amazing conversation with Laura. I think she is an absolute leader when it comes to marketing and being proactive, especially during this pandemic. We talk about her history, what brought her from the UK to Australia. We talk about her day-to-day role at the Prince of York, uh, the offering of the venue itself, but most importantly, what they did to make sure they keep the doors open, the staff employed, and keeping all of the clients and customers happy. I'm really inspired by the hard work, um, the mental stamina, and just the energy that Laura brought to today's episode. Uh, I hope you enjoy the episode, and uh, here she is. So with me today, we have Laura Carson. Carson? Did I say that right? Carson. Laura is part of the marketing and growth team at the Prince of York. Prince of York is located on 18 York Street, Sydney. Um, Now, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm very well, thank you. A little bit nervous, but we'll get there. Talk to me about why you're nervous. Talk to me about why. Why am I nervous? I think it's, it's something a little bit out of my comfort zone, yeah. but I like to be challenged. So if you're not challenged and you're not nervous, then you're not doing something new. So Exactly right. Exactly right. Let's go. I, I was listening to a Kevin Hart podcast this morning and he was saying the only things that he was able to learn, profit or um, be able to grow from are doing things that made him scared or made him feel nervous. So now it's, a, now it's a, I guess, a um, uh, for him it's a trigger to look for those things. Now, um, I guess I want to start on an interesting note with you. Um, tell me about this table of 10 no-show that happened. That's tough. It's really tough. Yeah. We um obviously we had a we had a big wait list and we've been t- trying to take as many bookings as we possibly can. We it, it was really strange that day on Saturday. All of our reservations were five minutes early. So for every single staggered reservation, they were all five minutes early. And then it got to eight thirty, and one of the chefs said, "You know what? I don't think they're coming." I really don't think they're coming. To stop you there, so, so the chefs would have prepared the food, they would have done all the mise en place, they would have had everything prepped for this table of 10, right? Correct, because yeah. for any tables of eight or more, it's a shared bank, it's a banquet menu. Yeah. Um, so all the food was prepared, and at 8.30, they're not here, give them a couple of minutes, you know, might be running late, weather's not paying 
in our favor at the moment. Give them a buzz, phone's off. No. So that that was quite tough. Um, it's hard. A lot of this is it's it, it's hard to fathom why this is happening to the hospitality industry. And I think you know people are realizing how much the hospitality industry means to so many people. Yeah. But with this no-show, you know, we take credit card details to secure the booking for this reason. And a lot of venues do take a deposit and we chose not to take a deposit because we put our best foot forward and we'd hope that people would pay us the respect that we pay them. And their card declined, is that right? Yes, their card declined. So it was actually cut off. Yeah. Right. And, you know, with the booking systems that we use, it's very easy to say, oh, maybe you took the card details wrong. It's it's no, because you can't, it won't let you go to the next stage until you, the correct card details are in. It is a shame. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, why don't you name and shame? Why don't you name and shame? And what good is that going to do? What, what good is that going to do for other people? Yeah. Yes, it's not, it, you know, it would be good to give people a warning, but it's, it's, it's water off a duck's back, unfortunately, and it is what it is. And now, now you know, we're discussing putting a little bit more stricter procedures in place to stop these things from happening again. But I just hope that people, out of the goodness of their heart, just don't do it. Yeah, I think that's the important message there because, like, like as, as, as terrible as it sounds to happen at your venue and, you know, you bring on a certain amount of staff to come in that night maybe to handle that table as well as those potential yeah. the limitations to walk-ins. Like, I was in your venue last week. I think you had some issues with your cat. <laughs> I did. My poor cat was sick. What's your cat's name? <laughs> Felix. Felix. How's Felix now? Shock. An English cat called Felix. There you go. He's okay. He's on a diet, a yeah. special diet, but he's uh, okay. That's all right. Um, I'm definitely not on a special diet, but I, I I did go to the venue the other night with a colleague of mine. We rang in. We Actually, I spoke to you in advance. We booked a yeah. table of two. You know, I arrived on time. Um, the guys were great. I met Andy, who's one of the founders, I believe. How awesome is Andy? Yeah. He is a lovely human being, just has that kind of uh, infectious energy. But, you know, the conversation mm. isn't forced. He's a new customer. Let's try and impress him or finds out that I'm a food blogger. Like, oh, here's, here's the chef. He was yeah, just him. Great. He just let me, um, let me kind of enjoy myself. We got to know each other a bit. And what was great is um, he asked a lot of questions. Like, for me, I'm naturally mm. curious. Andy was asking me lots of questions, which I think is a, a really good trait to have as being a sincere person. And he said to me, yeah. this venue is yours. If you ever want to do podcasts in the venue, bring your guests in. We can set you up in yeah. a quiet area. Like if you want to start to do video podcasts, which I'll do in the future, um, once I start to kind of build that following and know that this is making a difference. But yeah, it was really nice to have a couple of pre-drinks there um you know the guys were following all of the restriction rules and then thank god june 1st right i saw on your instagram the restrictions are lifted june You've 1st. Got, what's going to change yeah. for you guys so 50 people you know do you want everyone to book in advance like this will this will be released either today or tomorrow so what do yeah. you want them to know so we're waiting a little bit for either today or tomorrow they said that the actual regulations are going to be announced we are taking bookings within the guidelines so a maximum of 10 at any one time with yep. up to 50 guests right so there's no leeway on oh what if i can I put one more head on the table yeah. to make it 11 unfortunately it can't happen yeah we've got to we've got to abide by the laws and we're just hoping that everyone's going to respect that as well um we've had a couple of inquiries saying if i get two if i've got 20 people if i've got two separate tables can we do that yeah at the moment 
if people do that on their own, we we can't. Yeah. And we don't know about it. We can't really manage it. Um, we're just trying to be as safe as possible, but also to give people the best dining experience that we can. Yeah. You know, with 10 people on one table, you've got one person looking after you. You've probably got maximum two chefs in the kitchen preparing. Yeah. It's all about taking the precautions in place to make sure that one, you're safe. Yeah. Two, the food is exceptional. Yeah. And three, you have the best time. You know, people are itching to get out. So yeah. by increasing the amount of people, there is going to be a bit more buzz. There is going to be a bit more atmosphere in the venue. But it also means that us from a management and from a staff point of view, we've got to be on the ball totally. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think I'm um, like, you know, the reason I put the, when I asked you to send me a little bio about yourself and you sent me, you know, quite a lot of information, the reason I put that on my blog was because one thing I noticed as a theme was it was always about those the client or client or customer experiences, long relationships and those people that keep coming back because that's what you as a marketing hospitality focused kind of veteran um, focus on. But I think like, as I said, and I think it was the last episode, the op- optimacy, I've got it above me here, the optimist sees opportunity in every danger pessimist and the pessimist sees danger in every opportunity, yeah. right? It's also an opportunity for the venue to go, right, so what processes do we need to implement? This is an opportunity for us exactly. to go boom, boom, boom. But when it gets back to normal, and let's say that something else happens, well, obviously we don't want anything to happen, you've got it in place there. And like, we'll talk yeah. about the different offerings that you had. We'll talk about, you know, what, what you went through. But first off, like, I just like to talk about Laura. So like, you know, I know, I know from reading my own blog, <laughs> you, yeah. wrote, you wrote it. I just put the words on there and put some pictures in. Um, tell me like Laura before hospitality, um, where you're from and how it got started for you. Oh, well, I actually fell into hospitality. Um, I come from a family of business-minded people, of lawyers and doctors and the whole spiel. Um, I was meant to go to uni to study law. I got into university back in the UK when I was 18. And I woke up one day, I got my place and I was like, what am I doing? Why am I trying to impress other people? This is not what I want to do. Um, so what I did is I booked a one-way flight to Australia. I walked into my parents' room at six o'clock in the morning saying, I'm leaving next week. Wait, you wait, 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 wait. You, did you just say that you booked it and then told them? Yeah. What year was this? So I was working in a cafe. So I worked in a cafe from when I was about 15 washing dishes. So I used to get my, I used to work nine hours a day on a Saturday, got a, a check, a check at this point for 45 pounds. <laughs> and I saved up all my money. I got a little bit of pocket money, all my birthday money, and I booked a one-way flight, and I went in, and I told them, I said, that's it, I'm done, I'm leaving. Wow. Wow. So I came to Australia, and I, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't, I have, I had some distant relative family here. Yep. And I just said, you know what, if you don't put yourself out there, you're not going to get anywhere. So I was walking down the street, and I was with a friend at the time, and they introduced me to someone standing outside a restaurant, and he was like, listen, this guy's just opened a restaurant. Have you got anything going? Laura's a really cool chick. And I thought I was too cool for school at this point. But anyways. We all did at some point. Don't worry. Yeah. Well, there you go. And then I started working for them, an incredible, incredible company. Um, And I was there for maybe eight months. And then I went back to the UK. And I realized that hospitality is something that I love because I loved people. I love food. I'd never done it before. I had no idea 
um, scraping plates from your, when you're 15, 14 years old is different to working and living in Bondi and having this massive bubble around you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I went back to the UK. I deferred university again for another year. And I worked at a place called Sotheby's, which is actually an auction house. Um, there I learned how to deal with every single type of person under the sun because the people that come in there buy jewels and buy art and et cetera, et cetera. But at this time I was also working for an events company. And then I thought, hmm, events, hospitality, food, how can I tie all those things together? Yeah. So I stayed in touch with the guys that I actually worked for back in 2012 when I was a little youngster. And they said, listen, get over here. We'll make something happen. They sent my paperwork. And the next minute after my uni degree, I was sponsored. So I moved here three and a half years ago. And that was it. And I've worked in some incredible places, incredible venues. Drop some names. Drop in, some names in London. Like where, where are some of the venues you've okay, worked? Okay, so in London, in London, I worked for Caprice Holdings. So we're talking Sexy Fish, we're talking 34, we're talking the Ivy. So all those funky places like Balthazar and places yeah. like that. So I was, that, that was, that was zero to hero really quickly. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. I, from working in corporate events to fine dining dinners to serving the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, it went. It was. It was. I had wow. to adapt to everything. What was that like? Yeah, it was. Amazing. You know what? It was actually really fun. Cool. And it was great. You know, obviously everyone's like, okay, well, look the part, do the, say the right things, yeah. don't go too close. Yeah. And actually, when you love what you do, it comes naturally. Yeah. So for me, of course, I'm standing there with a tray going, don't drop the bloody tray. Don't mm. drop the t- tray. So I was like, I'm going to drop this tray. So I just picked up the glasses. I went, here you go. Enjoy. And they were like, oh, thank you, darling. <laughs> you do the voice well. Oh, wait, oh. That's, that's right. That's because that is your voice. <laughs> that's because I am. The Queen's English. Okay, awesome. <laughs> if you don't speak the Queen's English, then that's it. <laughs> um, and look, I just want to get a bit of a background into you and for the, for the listeners as well. It's important for me to understand that, like, you know, obviously we want to promote the venues or the particular roles of the people that we've got as guests, um, but also background, like the why and where you came from and that. So now you're in Australia. Um, uh, now you've come back. And then you started working for another restaurant group. Is that right? Yeah. So I worked for Applejack Hospitality. So Applejack are the ones that I initially worked for in 2012 when I was really young, when they still had Bondi hardware at the time. Wow. They're like not just a small group anymore either. They are amazing. So they grew six venues in six years. Hamish and Ben, I honestly, I couldn't. They're the reason that I'm in Australia, to be honest. They, right. got, they got me here. Shout out to and Hamish I, and Ben. Yeah, they're, they're incredible guys. And you know what? They are so humble and they had their head screwed on tight and they saw a vision and they weren't going to stop until they got it. Yeah. So when, when I started working for them and they hired me, they said, listen, we've got this another venue called The Butler in Potts Point and we think you'd be great there. So that was my first real managerial role in Australia. So I was working there, restaurant managing, then led into events. Um, and just, it, it just grew from there. And then we, about after about a year and a half of being at the Butler, the, there was talks of opening a new venue. And that was when I made my leap of faith. 
wanted to be challenged and it was something that I hadn't done in Australia before. So it was really important for me to try something new. Um, yeah. So to launch to launch a, a venue, a brand, a whole new team, whole new recruitment, whole new procedures in an area that was quite, um, what's the word, quite new to them, yeah, quite yeah. unknown because most of their venues are s- suburban. Um, whereas this is smack bang, 180 seater in the city. It's all guns blazing. Let's go. So that, that was great. I like that. And I have to, I used to actually used to live behind the botanist in 2013. So I remember when that first started, I remember the crab sliders. I remember the cheese platters. I remember the wine. And then I'm like, Oh, all of a sudden I, I moved to Hong Kong for, for quite a few years. And then I come back and I'm like, hold Amazing. on. Then there's like this Mexican place. So shout out to the, um, the guys and also like to, to everything you've done with that group. Uh, obviously we're here to, uh, for the boys at uh, Prince of York, we're here to promote your venue today, but, important to know your background when you when you so you had a lot to do with the the launch of bop and tone right yeah so i remember steel bar and grill right so i used to be a very very loyal patron of steel bar and grill so that or was it steel bar they call it steel bar at the time no steel bar and grill steel bar yeah. and grill so that's that's where um, bop and tone opened i was there at the opening um i used to work at a co-working space just behind it called we work um, yeah, it's and so, yeah, I was yeah. always there. I was always there. I really, really like that venue. When did you move across to this group? Like, like I guess, what what brought you on to join this new team? So, Bob and Tone is Applejack as well. No, no, so not Bob um, and Tone. I'm talking about Prince of York. Like, what, how, what, what, uh, why, why the leap? What happened? It was a leap of faith. Yeah, right. I have, I had. I'm not going to say outgrown because I don't want to sound too big for my boots, but Mm -hmm. I was ready for my next venture. I was ready for my next challenge. And I got to a point in my career at the time where I wasn't getting any further. And for me, that's when I become stagnant. So I saw an opportunity for me personally. um, And I, and I would thought about it for a while and I challenged myself um, you know, what, what else can I learn? What else can I do? Because one day I want to be the best of the best, like everyone else. Um, so I got, I sucked my head down. I spoke to a few friends. I did a little bit of research, but the opportunity approached me a while back, but I wasn't ready to move yet. I wasn't, I hadn't finished my time at, at my other venue then. I, I still had more left, left in me. Yeah. 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 Um, but when this opportunity arose, maybe about six months ago, I said, you know what? It's time. It's time to do it. I'm going to be challenged. I'm going to be put in a new position and I'm ready to help another venue be the best that it can be. Wow. What a plunge at what a time. And like, this is where we start, oh, to, don't get, even start. Where we start to get into the beefy stuff. And this is like what I like... When when you reached out to me on Instagram, when I kind of put the feelers out for anyone that wants to kind of talk about what they're going through, like it was almost like the universe kind of brought you to me, Laura, because like you've just gone from this secure, you know, group that you've been with for a while, all your experience from London to Australia, you would have found your feet, had that security, like you know, in in yeah. your in your comfort zone, and all of a sudden. You join a venue that was open, what, just over six months? Has they been open? Six months. Six months, right. And then 
Sorry, go ahead. So venue's been open six months. I finished my other job. I took two weeks off to, to learn, to self-study, to self-teach because I knew what was, gonna, what was in front of me was a challenge. What did you have to... I had my first... What did you have to study? Like study? Um, what did you have to... Well, I, I did a little bit more self-study on, you know, how to brand in a certain target market, right, how right, right. to, um, you know, reach other people without social media. Yeah. Small, small things that for someone might seem so basic, but for me, it was a little bit more challenging. So I left, I had two weeks off. I had my first week of inductions at the incredible Prince of York. Yeah. After my first week of inductions, week two comes, COVID happens, shut, shut, shut down. On your second week, so get this right. So you left the, left the old group. You've had two weeks off. You do your induction and then COVID happens. Then COVID happens. What happens? So I was, go ahead, go ahead. Don't let me interrupt you. So I was brought on to the company for a reason. I was brought on one to work with the Prince of York and two to work with the guys um, at Good Quality, which is a creative hospitality agency. Right. Now, the Prince of York brought me on because they needed that little push. They needed someone that knows the industry. They need someone that knows the market, that's got the connections, that's got, you know, the following, um, as in like the relationships and events following that I had. And I was like, that's it. I'm done. I'm not going to have a job. They're not going to keep me on. Why would they keep me on? And then they realized, I think, without blowing my own trumpet, that I could bring value to the business. You had something to offer that could help, yeah. Yeah, and I saw something coming. I just, you know, I spoke to my parents in the UK and I spoke to my dad and he was like, Laura, COVID's happening hard here. You need to prepare, otherwise you are going to lose your job. That's some good advice. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. You know, your parents are always right. Mm, Sometimes. (laughs) Um, They, well, pinch yourself. They... So I, within my first week, I said, right, we're getting on, we're going to get on a platform. We're going to offer takeaway. We're going to offer delivery. And I was like, who is this girl that's just walked in here and she thinks she owns the place? The head chef's like, who the hell is this? <laughs> the head chef was like, what are you doing here, princess? Go home. I was like, oh, there we go. It should be Challenge called the princess, the princess of York now. <laughs> yeah, they go change it. Rebrand, rebrand. Yeah, right, um, right, right. Go ahead. So I just, I saw an opportunity and I just grabbed the ball by the horns and had yeah. stopped. So the past seven weeks have been full on. Yeah. It's been nonstop. It's been finding new ways to create revenue. It's finding ways to make noise about the business. You know, small things like when I first came on, the Instagram following, we had like 2,000 followers. No one was really giving it much attention because everyone was so busy on everything else. And now we've got nearly 4,500 followers. And it's just about that it's just about that engagement and you know you find you find a niche and you find a gap in the market and you just run with it so i'm just right now i just had to mute myself because i noticed when i type it goes into the mic and i don't like the sound of it but like i can see 4244 followers on um at underscore prince of york can you like every episode i want to share with other venues other marketers Mm. like we should all be allies here right now so you know totally what were some of your instagram strategies that that brought up those followers right now it's all about collaboration yeah for me because at this point in time, the hospitality industry is struggling and small businesses are struggling. And unless we pull together and branch together, we're going to struggle. Yeah. 
being working as a collective team is so much stronger than working as an individual or working for yourself. And I think that applies to a lot of things in life and in general anyways, but especially for, you know, a small new restaurant. You got to you got to call that you got to call up your friends. You got to call pull on the heartstrings. So like use people, your network. You know, like, use your network. You got to use yeah. your network. You got to yeah. reach out. It's people want to be spoken to in a personal way rather than just saying, "Hi, this yeah. is blah, blah blah. Thank you for commenting on this or like like like." It's all about, "Hey, mate, you know, appreciate you reaching out to us. Love yeah. to welcome you and please make sure that you shout out and say hey to Laura when you're next in the venue. Yeah, It's all about creating personal experiences for people that they remember. You want people to remember you. Yeah. And you want people to remember your business. And if they remember your business, they'll come back. You know what it's like in this day and age. No one goes to a restaurant without looking at their Instagram or reading their menu before. It's just, unfortunately, it's a way of life right now. Um, mm. I was reading an article the other day, Laura, it was about there's one venue at the moment in Hong Kong where they banned your, so you, there's actually one here in Sydney as well, but I'm not going to drop too many different venues, but they, they banned the use of your phone while you're there in the venue. So they'll put it in a cage in the Why? middle of the table and the waiter will lock the cage. So you can actually get them from typo. They'll lock the cage mm. and the waiter will take the key until you finish dinner. Um, but you're, you're fully aware of knowing like that's their concept. They want you to be present in the moment, enjoying yourself. Um, I love that though. Yeah, exactly. And um, like, congratulations on the growth that you've had on your Instagram so far. Like every episode, I want to be able to share these kind of tips, but like you mentioned small venue before. I know that like before Prince of York, it was lot one before that. At some point it was a mm. bank. I know there's a big vault downstairs. Like, it is, like it is not a small venue. Can you tell us about the venue? Like when mm. someone like I, I absolutely love the venue and I did a little walk around the other night just to get some footage. Can you tell us yeah. what, what the offering is, the different kind of sections and, and cuisine and bar, etc.? Yeah, absolutely. So on the as you walk in, you're greeted by this beautiful bar that's placed in the middle of the room. Um, it's a wine, it's a wine bar vibe with you know tapasy style food with small smaller share plates um, with some beautiful Mediterranean inspired food. So our chefs use local Australian produce, but put a beautiful Mediterranean twist on it. Um, there's also the Juliet, which we call, which is our semi-private dining room upstairs, which is beautiful. This is perfect for right now, for example, for a table of 10. Um, you that can actually shows up. up. A table of 10 that shows up. <laughs> yes, it shows up. Note to self, don't yeah. take silly reservations. And anyone out there that's um, looking for a table of 10 from now that want to replace that table of 10, would you post about it on Instagram and take a photo of the group on, on the Prince of York page? The people that came in. If another if another group of ten book within in in the yeah. future after hearing this, they book a t table of ten. Would you take a photo of that table and post it on the Prince of York page? I'm confused. So, like, let's say you know how there was that no show. Yeah. If a group of ten booked uh, after listening to this podcast and go, that's it. We want oh, to come 100%. in. Get like, in. Let's put a little. Let's put a little like challenge out there. Anyone that's wanting Ooh, a table I love of a ten. Challenge. Hit up Laura um, on the Prince of York Instagram page and um, book Do that it. table of 10. We'll get a photo of the table and then we'll put you up there for supporting the venue. So there's the oh, challenge. 100%. Sorry if I explained We'd love that to have you. Yeah. Love to have you. Okay. So besides the private dining room, where else are we going in the venue? So we've got the private dining room. We've got the main main um, 
the main ground floor, and then you're walking downstairs to the cellar. Mm. And then cut down from the cellar, you're in Pam. So Pam's is an ode and tribute to the other co-founder, Paul's late mum, who sadly passed away last year. And it is the place to be. It is vibrant. We've got DJ decks. We have live music from Thursday. Usually this is what happens. Um, Thursday onwards, we've got a a little stage. It's the sort of place where you want to hang out with your friends. You want to have a great chat. You want to drink some a beautiful cocktail, some yeah. some local wines, and just enjoy it and sit back and it just it's all about winding down and having a good time. Yeah, exactly. The cellar is the cellar's beautiful because it's 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 a little bit dark, it's a little bit grungy, a little bit eerie, but it leaves you asking questions. It's like why is there no natural light in here? And then you think and you think to the backstory, well, actually, this was the vault for a bank way back then. This is where all the guys used to come down and trade money and no one was allowed in and no one was allowed out. So right now, to be fair, we have a naked mannequin in the the vault. She just watched keeping eyes on everyone. Does the mannequin have a name? She did, but... I think she got dumped by her boyfriend who actually got sold. Irrelevant, you know? isn't it? Dynamics. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Dynamics. Um, okay, and like just to give um, some listeners, like you're actually sitting down in that room that you talked about and it's got like some really nice lighting down there. Um, I actually was down there celebrating uh, Melbourne Cup last year with a few of my friends. Shout out, oh, to, shout out to Party Pants, Bondi Party Pants with the boys, uh, Andrew and Leisha. And um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a really nice... Uh, uh, time to to just kind of uh, let let loose. It was such a such a nice, mm. and also it was during the day. So for us, we go down there. We kind of go into through, past all the past the bar, past the restaurant, yeah. past the dining room, downstairs. Then you've got another bar, and then again I go downstairs, and then there's this like it's like almost like you can kind of forget the world and responsibilities outside for a moment. Well, that that's what we wanted to do, and that's what we want to embrace is that you know. You, you come in, you have a beautiful glass of wine, you sit down with your friend or your partner or whoever you're with, and you have a stunning meal and you walk downstairs, you grab a margarita at the cellar bar and yeah. then you walk downstairs again into Pam's and you just let go. You just let yeah. loose. You just enjoy it. And it's a place where, you know, where can you go in Sydney anymore that you can do that? You can't really. It's so we hard want to, to bring that. It's really hard for me to think about that. Like there's two or three venues. I'm a loyalist. Uh, I'm also open to supporting new venues and obviously with my PR and marketing company, I, I, I do marketing for a lot of different venues, but there's usually a handful that like, that's where I go. Cause I know, I know my routine. I know I start here mm. and then I go there. I know they know my name, they know my drink, they know my friends. Um, yeah. So, well, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I am a fan of the venue. You know this, I know the history of the venue, like, when you did start and then this pandemic happened, I also want to kind of scratch back here and put a cap on this. Mm-hmm. What did you guys do to pivot? Like what was the offering? You didn't close. What happened? We saw that there was an opportunity for people that, sorry, we saw that there was an opportunity that people wanted to be able to have a restaurant experience at home. So we wanted to create that and make it happen. Initially, what happened was the people was like, oh God, I can't get pasta. I can't get sauces. I can't do this. I can't do that. Yeah. And you see everyone's breaking these bloody banana breads. And we just thought, okay, what are we face? I know, right? <laughs> I haven't made one. I refuse because I will not follow that. Trend. And I don't bake. I don't bake. I, I, I sizzle and fry like this. There you go. 
Um, so does, can, um, does sizzle work? There we go. I was waiting for that sound. It's my sizzle sound. This is a busy restaurant. Got there in the end. Okay, back to it. So, yeah, the banana <laughs> bread, no, no. So, the so dinner at home. Our fa- what we're famous for is yeah. uh, crab in a bag. So beautiful spaghetti crab in a bag where you bring it to the table, you take off um, the parchment paper and it's steam and it's a whole experience. So what we did is we said, okay, well, we're getting calls saying, guys, I'm desperate for your crab in a bag. No problem. Backpacked it all, got all the ingredients. I got in my car. I was driving about three hours a day to drop off here, there, and everywhere. So you were doing delivery sure as well? I was doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, wow, Laura, it's impressive. You've got, you've got, for, for me, it's like I, my, the way I think is if it was my business, I would never ask anyone to do anything that I wasn't prepared to do myself. Yeah. So if that means me getting in the car and driving for three hours every day, I'll get in that car. You're leading by example doing that, Laura. That's a really impressive character trait, especially in a business that's maybe looking for leadership, not just from the owners of the business. I think mm. um, there's a really good book called The 360 Degree Leader by um, John C. Maxwell, and it talks about at 360 is like leading anywhere in an organization. And especially like, let's say you're in the middle of the organization, how you lead up, how you lead across and how you lead down. And that's a perfect mm-hmm. example of, of doing that. And I actually got one of those um, deliveries. So yeah, you did. I did. I did. And like I, the first thing I said when I went into the, the venue last week, as I said to the chef, that fucking focaccia bread is addictive so ridiculous isn't yeah. it yeah I, I went to uh Woolworths the other day and i tried to get a similar one i just didn't do it so um got plenty more where that came from so yeah, 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 yeah. over your way shout out to the chef and the focaccia and the rest of it, it was really easy to make i think it was under 10 minutes i had a slow cooked uh tomato sauce with the beautifully fresh made pasta um i had some chocolate it was really really nice it was a it was a beautiful yeah. meal packaged really well with the instructions to to plate and do plate like a rock star and salt bay that stuff so um, <laughs> yeah it was good uh, I, I really gosh, liked it and it's a, it's a really good a testament you know you guys were also doing um um delivery for booze as well uh, do you want to yeah. talk about your your spin on that yeah, so we're doing delivery for booze. You know, after a couple of weeks in quarantine, everyone was like, oh, I'm living on the lips, the lifetime on the hip sort of vibe. So we, <laughs> yeah. again, saw a gap in the market. And <laughs> let's do a skinny margarita. Yeah, what's she called? So, Margalita. <laughs> How fitting. I love it. Was that you that came up you know with what the name? Got, do you know what? It was actually it was actually Paul, the owner. He was right. like, all these eastern suburbs, people are getting all podgy. Let's do something. Margalita, look, right? shout out to Paul. I can't wait to meet you. Margalita is brilliant. Yeah, he's a funny guy. Yeah, yeah. no, it was, it, we, you've got, this is this is where some restaurants are doing really well and some restaurants are kind of lagging behind is that you've got, you've got to find those gaps. Yeah. And yes, it's, you've got to give people what they want, but at the same time, you've got to make sure that it's fitting for your brand as well because at the end of the day, it's a representation of you. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, we're, 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 we are primarily a female-based venue and there's absolutely no way are you really? that I'm not going to serve margalitis. Yeah, we actually are. So, so that's the know, demographic. Um, right, right, right. In, but in different, on the weekends, for example. So during the week, it's more corporate lunches. Yep. For dinner, from a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it's, it's actually groups of girls that um, like to come in. Yeah. 
um, sit in pans and have a drink. But that does not mean that the guys shouldn't come in. Shout out to the guys that would like to go to a venue that not only has multiple levels and offerings, but actually has (laughs) some lovely ladies there too. But respectful guys only, please. (laughs) There you go. I'm a matchmaker. My job here in this world is done. Any marriages that come out of this, yeah, you can only blame uh, you. You are welcome. You're welcome. Um, (laughs) um, Look, I've got to give some credit. If if those um, uh, that are interested in the offering, go to princeofyork.com you you click on the cook at home with the one liter cocktail section and they've partnered with a company called hungry hungry who i'm very familiar with um i will be doing a potential collaboration with them in the future but um it's made it really easy to look at the delivery the pickups the drive up um with all of their offerings starting from 50 dollars and goes up to you could have literally a whole cocktail wine and dinner party all at once at home so and yeah. just also rest assured if you are ordering that the person delivering it is going to be one of the team members here because we try to keep all of our staff as many well as many staff as we can employed so we didn't we're not using any platforms like uber eats or Deliveroo. Yeah. it's it's just us so you know rest assured that it's coming from a good place you can trust it and it's reliable well i think what's important to mention there as well laura is that you're keeping your employees working as well and i don't if you are allowed to talk about this obviously I, i'm just mm-hmm. curious how did how did um, paul and andy go with job seeker was that something that you've gone down is are there people that are on yeah. it yeah 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 there definitely are people that are on it i think it's an it's I think without it, a lot of businesses wouldn't have been able to stay open or would have actually shut down completely. Yeah. I think it's also really important to note that we're very lucky to still be employed. Um, there are a lot of people out there who are really struggling. Um, I've got some friends at the moment who are on JobKeeper and they're doing what they can to stay, stay afloat and they can't wait to go back to work and they're doing little yeah. bits here and there. And I've got friends that have lost everything. Yeah. I've also know people, you know, who don't have any security with a visa. Wow. So for us, for having the JobKeeper payments has allowed us to keep some of the team employed and to keep going. We're not all doing crazy hours and it's, 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 ve- it's done very fairly. Um, and still, the guys have been amazing yeah. about it. You know, it's 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 a tough thing, especially as owners of a business. It's a, it's a tough pill to swallow because yeah. the easiest thing to do, which is shut up the doors, put, put a say, for sale sign on the doors, and walk away. Yeah, that's the easy thing to do. But I wasn't going to let them do that. <laughs> and I, said, I had a, <laughs> I wasn't, and I had a chat with Paul one day, and we sat down, and it was early in the week. And I said, "Listen, Paul, I know I've only been here for a couple of weeks, yeah. but." rest assured that we're not going to go down without a fight. And I think he also needed to hear that as well. Because you want to hear it from one of your team members as well. It's not just, you yeah. don't have to have a manager, director, board member title. Like you, like it's not about leading down. Like that, that would have been inspiring for him. It's you've got, one thing that I learned from my previous employment is sometimes you have to manage up. Sometimes yes. you need to tell people how it is obviously in a respectful way, but if you have a, if you have a good relationship with them, I have a great relationship with everyone I work with. So yeah. if I say something that's constructive criticism to them, they'll take it on the chin. If they say it to me, of course I'll take it on the chin. And it's yeah. the way that you choose to deal with these situations that will either um, build you as a person and can build your company or just knock you back down. I think that says a lot about your company culture at the Prince of York and the group itself from Paul, Andy and everyone there, like even to the the guys that were behind the bar when I was there the other night. Um, and I think like that will then 
like translate through to the food, through to the drinks, through to the experience, um, through to pivoting at this time. So like, you know, really big credit to you, Laura, doing that. I think it says a lot about Andy and Paul listening to that kind of feedback from someone that's literally been there for like a week or so. Um, Two minutes. <laughs> but um, definitely give yourself, uh, you know, it's good to celebrate small wins, but big ones like this. So definitely give yourself some credit there. Um, if you ever see Laura in the venue, say hi, offer her a drink, or I don't know if she can while she's I working. need it. <laughs> she needs it. Um, I want to talk about your role in marketing. Are you okay if I ask you some mm. questions about that? Yeah, absolutely. So like, like, um, first off, this is my um, uh, shout out to Tim Ferriss, who's one of the top podcasts in the world and has the ability to ask what's called absurd questions. He likes to ask questions Ooh. that that means that you haven't had the ability to practice the answer. Uh, it makes you think. If you had an unlimited marketing budget, what would you do with it for Prince of York? Build my database. Yeah. Build the database. Yeah. So that would be People everything, market. your socials, what, it's the socials, your, your, your email marketing database, what, your web traffic, so. Data gets you places. People laugh. People laugh. Say, oh, my God, bloody data analysis. Here we go. The amount of people that you can specifically target and you can get information to and from with having an email address by having a birthday is so important. Yeah. If you get a, an email, if I get an email on my birthday from a restaurant that I've been to that I didn't even know I haven't been to in years saying, hey, Laura, I just yeah. want to wish you a happy birthday. Oh, my God, I love you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Like, it's again, it's about making creating an experience for someone and making them feel special. Yeah. So the more information that we can get from other people will allow us to market in a, in more specifically. It's good and advice. so we can get more out of other people that they don't even know existed. It's so personal as well. Like when you say like your birthday, true. your birthday's coming up and you know, we've got a table ready for you. How many and when, and this is what we're going to also yeah. like, I love getting that kind of vibe from a venue. I, but I also, <laughs> I also love seeing venues everywhere. Like I was putting in different keywords, um, having a digital marketing background, I was putting in different keywords and I was seeing, um, you know, the Prince of York pop up on Google ads. I'm like, ah, she's switched yeah. out. So she's doing Google ads. Obviously they've got a monthly marketing budget. They get spit into a daily media spend. Mm -hmm. um, I can see that you're doing really well with SEO. What With with marketing, like what, what levers are you moving? Are you in control of all of it? So from digital to say traditional to EDMs to everything? Yeah, so that was all thrown at me when um, <laughs> with all when different a few logins. people had to lose their jobs, unfortunately. Right, right. <laughs> so I wasn't necessarily, it wasn't that I wasn't prepared for it. I just didn't yeah. quite expect it in one go. Um, I work with an incredible girl called Catherine as well, who yeah. is super switched on. She works in the events um, here and we, we work together on a, lot of, on a lot of things to collaborate and to bounce ideas off each other. So, for example, the EDMs, I, I'm quite strong with copy, for example. Yeah. So I'll write all the copy and what needs to go out to press and do all the press releases and liaise with them. And, and you know, lot, lots of, all the marketing will come to me. And then if I need help, I'll go, okay, do you mind helping with this or do you mind helping with that? So, and she's really, she's super tech savvy, for example, the website. She'll do, she'll do bits of the website. I'll add in a little bit of the website. And it's, it's also like learning on the job. Like I, I didn't necessarily know how to build a website from start to finish, yeah, yeah. but I have in the and past two weeks. And what platform to use and yeah, like exactly. 
I mean, the bags under my eyes, unfortunately, are real. Like, it's, there's not a lot of sleep happening. I can't confirm any bags, folks. <laughs> I can't confirm any bags. He's but, just yeah. being nice, people. He's just being nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's uh, it's a lot of pressure, and I I have to like say like with the pressure that comes along, there's also the unexpected that's going to happen on top of that, and then it's like, how mm. do I then prioritize? What's your day today? So you you w- w- usually when do you arrive to the venue? Are you doing a combination of working home? in the venue like what's what like how tell me laura's day my day well it starts off by getting up at a stupid hour in the morning because felix likes to bash me around the head so i I, i'm i'm quite a structured person i like i like organized and i like routines i work from home some days i come into the office um as well um but a typical day for example i'll get up i'll train at home get my mind flowing Get get my endorphins going. What kind of training are you doing? I'm do, I, I work out at home. Got resistance bands. Nice. Jump around a little bit. Try and get the just get yeah get the in the right mindset. Trying to yeah I like it's that. It's all for my mind. It's all otherwise I just go let's stir crazy. It's yeah. so like moving moving your body is so important, especially. Sorry to interrupt this, but for people in hospitality, get up and move your body. Yeah. Yes, you're on your feet all day. But you need that 45 minutes to yourself where you're not making other people happy and it's just time for you. Exactly. Um, I've got a ritual now where I've got a, uh, I've moved to an area called Brookvale, just behind Brookvale Oval where the Manly Seagulls play. I don't follow NRL or any Australian sports, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. But I ride around that oval um, on that path and just have that time to myself. And as you and I are talking about before I started recording, which you can see, I have non-stop doing been thing. doing my fidget spinner, yeah. which is a, an anxiety tool for me. Shout out to Kaiko. Kai, who's 11 years old, um, a very, very special individual who makes these fidget spinners that help with um, movement, flexi- uh, not flexibility. What was the word? Anxiety. <laughs> and now I'm getting anxious. Um, so like uh, these kind of things I think are triggers for everyone or a lot of people call them anchors, anchors to get you prepared for the day so when you start with prince of york for the day like what are you looking at are you looking at your marketing spreadsheets are you looking at website traffic are you looking at bookings what's 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 your day like so when i get in grab a cup of tea i'm typical english i drink a lot of tea (laughs) and i sit down with my pen and paper and i put it i put it like that and i write down what i need to do okay so So to-do list to-do list right to-do list is so important because i then i can hold myself accountable yeah if i haven't done something yes i might might have been caught up but also why haven't i done that and why have i let myself be distracted yes i'm quite a harsh critic on myself but i think we all are in some stages yeah and then i'll have a catch, a catch up with catherine and see you know what reservations have come in overnight yeah. what what do we need to what's our first priority who do we need to contact and then i'll look at i'll look at some stats i'll look at the money that comes in the money that we made last week you know if we sold 26 liters of margaritas but only two liters of old fashioned. Why? What can I do, for example, then on socials to push the old fashioned? Because then we got, we don't have dead stock. So it's all about continually moving and seeing what's happening. Sorry, go ahead. You, we need to be flexible. You you know, my day is not necessarily rigid every day. No day is the same. Unfortunately, a lot of it is doing, you know, website tweaking, getting in touch with media and press releases and, what's going on and discussing with the chefs like, Hey, you know, for this table of 10, what menu are we going to, are we going to do? And it's Mm. all about contacting people, making the connections and getting them back in. And 
and also liaising with the guys with Paul and Andy and just asking them what do you need because they've both got other businesses as well to yeah, run right. and to manage this isn't their only venue so I'm here to help them yeah as well I think um, um you must be excited about the crown towers opening in December um because like like in my personal experience when when I ha- um, had an agency in Hong Kong um, one of my clients was um, Studio City in Macau and when Macau the casino opened which is one of the biggest casinos in the world all of the kind of I'd say larger venues that had like a say bar maybe like a nightclub area a large restaurant, they started to flourish because they were bringing in international big spenders. They're bringing their friends yeah. with them. Do you feel like this is going to be something that you guys will benefit from and see it as an opportunity? I hope so. I definitely, I see, it sounds so cliche, but I see everything as an opportunity. Yeah. So I think for me, what will have to happen in, in, in the months coming forward to it, a little bit closer to the time, I've got to see who's coming in. What, yeah. are, what are the trends like? You know, what are people spending more money on? What airlines are bringing more people in, for example? Yeah, 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 and then yeah. you reach out to them because they're going to be obviously be, if they're not staying at the casino, where are they staying? How can I create a partnership with those hotels? How can I get them to book a dinner with us and give something back to their customers? See, I never thought of something like that. And then you've got things like in-flight magazines, like some of that does work. Exactly. Like, okay, okay. So you're really, it's almost like proactive slash reactive slash move with the market, never never stops, never changing. Make sure you- Don't make, stop. Keep doing that exercise in the morning and uh, <laughs> because uh, I think you know, I think the guys at Prince of York need you. Um, I want to be respectful of your time, so I'm not going to wrap it up here, but I'm going to kind of go down that kind of way. Um, uh, June 1st, what can we expect? Have you got um, what, what like uh, have you got any offers at the moment for anyone coming to the venue? Like, have you thought about anything that you'd like to kind of differentiate yourself? Yeah, we're running a campaign at the moment on our um, on our Instagram. If you go back a couple of posts, we need we're just getting people to sign up to our newsletter, and then we're offering you a fifty dollar voucher. There are three to win. We're closing the doors this the end of this week, so you've got three fifty dollar vouchers to win to get to use when you come into the venue. As soon as we've got the legislation, obviously we'll keep you guys and everyone else updated on um, any of the changes and if we can have more or less of things going on. We just want to get you in and we want to give you that experience that you've really missed. And if you've never been to the venue before, this is the perfect opportunity to actually see what hospitality is about. Because I think this so. is us really looking after you and going back to basics. And the reason we're in this is because we love people and we love yeah. giving a product and our services. And that is what we do best. And the team here is outstanding. Like so you, you can hear in. the passion in your voice. Like you can hear it in your voice. It's 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 sincere. It comes from hard work. It could have gone yeah. in the opposite direction, Laura. You could have joined for that week, and they would have said, "Like, sorry, but we're closing the doors." So, you know. And you know what? I could have said to them, "I don't believe in this amount, yeah. but I do believe in this venue." Yeah, and I think. And yeah. The rewards will come yeah. from that. It's congratulations for being awarded in the Time In Awards, which is like a, it's, which is part of the Time Out company. I was at the Time Out Bar Awards last year, which was an absolute ball. Um, yeah. And you know, for those of uh, that are following um, my own accounts on Hungry Diner on Instagram or on the blog, um, I would ask you guys if you're looking for somewhere to go that has options, like check the guys out at Prince of York. Um, and uh, if you see Laura, hunt her down. There's a really cool guy behind the gar- uh, behind the bar. I forget his name, but they were calling him like the, the Mezcal Master or something. 
Yeah, like Reese. He's amazing. A gay, a Gav Cartel, who's got his business. Ah. There you go, Reese. A little plug for you. So it's, let's let's plug him. What, what talk to me about Reese? So Reese is Reese is lovely. He's our bar manager. He um, has also a company called Agave Cartel. Yep. So he supplies us with the agave syrup that we use in our cocktails and blah blah blah. He's got a also he he was he was GM at Trula. Um, right. Before he came over yep. here, yeah. Got it. So the, the team here is incredibly experienced. They all are hospitality professionals and they're just bloody awesome. I love that. I love that. That's great. Well, shout out to you, Reese, and the whole team. Now, I guess um, you got a meeting at two, which is in three minutes. Yeah, so I've got Gross. I've got my rapid fire question round. So are you? Oh, re- let's go! I'm excited. Are, are you ready for this? Now I, I haven't changed any, um, and uh, but if I can get after that, I do have another question for you. But like, uh, we'll see if we have time. So uh, first off, what I'm going to do is I'll put on my uh, my little rapid fire question music on. Okay, so Laura Carson, here we go. I don't know if I put this one in, but Laura, what is your party trick? I'm an incredible speed walker. <laughs> what does that mean? No, honestly, if you you can run and I'll catch up with you just by walking. Don't forget, I'm nearly six foot tall. Right. Like, I'm not a short little person. <laughs> okay, speed walking. That's, a, that's the first <laughs> I've ever heard. Um, good answer. Advice to hospitality venues during this time? Be proactive, not reactive. Yeah. Yeah. Be proactive, not reactive. I think that says it all, and that's why your doors didn't close. Um, one of your favorite books? It can be fiction or personal development. Something that you re- that yeah speaks to Laura. Oh, the places you'll go by Dr. Seuss. <laughs> oh, okay. It is. You, if you haven't read it in a long time, read it. It is so relevant. Nice, nice. I add all of these answers to a list, which I'm going to be doing something with in the near future. If Laura was a beverage, what would you be and why? Zabrowska and fresh apple juice. What the hell or fuck is that? Exactly why I'm that, because it makes you ask questions. Zabroskin? Zabrowska. It's a Russian vodka. Yep. Got it. With fresh apple juice. Got it. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Um, Death row meal. No limit to time, money, or logistics. What's on the menu? Okay. Don't laugh. It's going to be sinful, isn't it? Yeah. Roast sweet potato. Wait, what's that supposed to be? Roast sweet potato laugh. has to be roasted in the oven for about an hour to an hour and a half with one tin of sirena tuna, half a can of sweet corn, mayo mashed up, and grilled broccolini. Any day, all day, I'll die eating that meal. Yum. And a comfy lounge afterwards. Yeah. Exactly. Love that. Uh, almost there. A foodie we should follow. Hmm. Maggie, Recipe Tin Eats. She is amazing. She started an incredible GoFundMe page that allowed people to donate and to um, feed the hospital frontline workers. Wow. Whether you're a nurse, you're a doctor, or you are a janitor, whatever it is, and her recipes are phenomenal. Her blog is incredible as well. I honestly would say Recipe Tin Eats, check out the blog. They have a buffalo chicken wings, crispy buffalo chicken wings recipe that that I adore. Um, we've talked about the competition that, sorry, the $50 competition. Go to the Instagram page, give them a follow. I'm trying to watch my words. Um, how, how can they contact you for a booking? Just go to the website. Go to the website or shoot us an email at hello at princeofyork.com.au. 
Yeah. That's probably the best way to get through it. And the amazing Catherine will get back to you the same day. Um, awesome. She'll just jump on the phone. Awesome. And it's the best way to do it. How- or send us a message on Instagram and then I'll get back to you as well. Is that you that they'll be talking to? Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. What can us foodies do? So you've got uh, quite a lot of different, um, you know, Instagram foodies, Facebook foodies, bloggers. What can we do to help the venue right now? Come in. Come or in. order online. Yeah. The best thing to do, you know, we're still we're still offering takeaway and we're still offering delivery Thursday, yeah. Friday, Saturday for delivery. If there's something that you want or if there's something you haven't tried, give us a call. We'll make it. We'll make it happen. We'll bring it to your door. We're being super flexible and super adaptable. And if you can't come in, or if, actually, if you don't feel safe coming into the venue, let us know what we can do for you and I'll make it happen. Awesome. Awesome. Um, Laura, how did you feel you went on this podcast? I don't know, but I really need the toilet now. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to finish. Thank you so much for your time. <laughs> Laura, you're, you're very, 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 very talented at what you do. Um, I look Thanks, forward to mate. putting this up. Um, and, uh, yeah, please, guys, just go support Prince of York. Um, congratulations on all you've done. And um, you. And, yeah, have a good day. And congrats to you. You've been amazing and you've done an amazing. And you're, the way that you're – bringing people in hospitality together, you should also be super proud. So thank you. I'm learning every episode. So yeah. So are we. And this is where we are going to say goodbye. Say bye, Laura. Say bye, Laura. (laughs) All right. Episode three is done. Thank you so much for listening. I'm really, really, really grateful to Laura's time today on episode three. Um, It was great to talk to her. I'm excited about our next guest as well. If you enjoyed today's episode or a podcast in general, I would be very grateful if you could subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Anchor. Uh, Feel free, even if you want to blow me away, leave a review. Happy to take feedback on board. Um, I just want to thank everyone that's listened to the podcast so far. The response has been great. Um, Hungry Diner is not just a podcast. Uh, This is also a PR and marketing firm. Feel free to have a look at the services I offer at www.hungrydiner.com.au or follow me on my Instagram, which is at hungry underscore diner. Hungry Diner is a hospitality and PR marketing firm that offers Google services, SEO, Google AdWords, Google My Business optimization, reviews management, social media, photography, media media and events and PR. I've got an influencer database and an amazing team around me. So thank you so much all. I hope that plug wasn't too fast. Catch you on the next episode when we talk to the man behind the beef, Gary Green from Mr. Wagyu Beef.